Hi, I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell with Panther City Partners. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this I am a personal development coach, tra- um, helping people navigate life's transitions. And I've been talking about transitioning in life and transitioning in jobs and the skills that you learn in college and along the way that ultimately help you transition into the jobs that you have now. Um, I have back with me this week, Jessica Grady. I am thrilled that she has agreed to to speak with me again. Um, And last week, Jessica, we were talking about um, the major that you had in college was museum studies and archaeology, Mm -hmm. and that that's not ultimately what you do now. Um, But that you talked us through several of the different jobs that you've had along the way that have helped you've learned different skills all along the way. And even in your, you you had changed your major, in fact, from your original major, but all of the skills that you've learned along the way, you've either figured out how you can use them now, or you've figured out like, hey, that's not what I want to be doing. Right. Um, Which is just as important, I feel like, um, as learning what you do want to do. So when we left off last time, you had, um, you were in New Mexico working at a small local newspaper Mm -hmm. and you were learning a lot more of the graphic design skills. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what, where are you now? Obviously, you're not in New Mexico anymore. (laughs) Right. That's true. I do not travel for this today. (laughs) (laughs) She's a great friend, but that would be a little much. (laughs) Uh, So we... We were there for three and a half years, and mm-hmm. it was it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Mexico is a great state, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately we had a child, and we decided, for various reasons, to move back to the area. Both mm-hmm. of our families live here, mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters, right? Um, and so we moved back here. My husband got a job here at a firm, and I was kind of doing some freelance stuff mm-hmm. and trying to figure out. You know, we it took us a while to move, and then we moved. Right. Um, and then a a woman that I had worked with in the newspaper in mm-hmm. New Mexico, we were friends, not close friends, but we were friends and mm-hmm. we worked together. She was a wrote in the business section. Um, so we were in different departments. Sure. But she was great. And she had moved here about six months before me. Okay. She went to TCU before. Mm-hmm. And so she had moved back here. And she called me and asked if I could help her with some projects. Because mm-hmm. she knew I lived here and I did graphic design because mm-hmm. she had met some people that needed some graphic design help. And mm-hmm. she does more marketing and communications. Okay. Um, and so we started working together. And then we realized that we really liked working together. And yeah. I think that we were really good at different things. Right. Some of the stuff overlaps, but she's just mm-hmm. much better at some stuff than I am. Right. And, and then you're much out. better at some things than it, she is. It mm-hmm. works out. Um, mm-hmm. And so we ended up starting a company called Cat City Creative. Okay. And we still, we co-own that together mm-hmm. to, today still. Um, and that is geared more towards businesses. And mm-hmm. so we help businesses with graphic design, websites, logos, yes, all kinds of stuff. Just um, designed my logo and my <laughs> website. If you are, if you would like to check out panthercitypartners.com, just designed that for me. Yeah. Um, and so we did that and it's been great. But we realized we were doing maybe less creative stuff than we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, we still really liked what we were doing, but sure. we kind of were both looking for a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, just in May, actually started a company, David Maxine Paper, which mm-hmm. is named after our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do stationery. And so right. we do custom stationery, you know, like that you would write letters on mm-hmm. with your name on it and mm-hmm. then also notepads and mm-hmm. coasters and mm-hmm. I mean just a lot of fun stuff it's a lot of beautiful um, like really nice quality but then also the designs are really beautiful thank you mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. And it's just kind of worked out great because we already had relationships with printers that we really liked. Oh, yeah. And so... I didn't think about that part of it. That makes a lot of sense. That, that When I lived in College Station, whenever I was getting into doing more freelance stuff, that mm-hmm. was a huge struggle for me mm-hmm. was finding a printer. I remember getting all of these samples in the mail and like price matching, doing mm-hmm. all the stuff. Um, fortunately, we have a printer that's local that we mm-hmm. really love. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and then the stationary printer was something we did fancier stuff with, mm-hmm. but we really, really like them too. Yeah. And so we thought, well, maybe we can start the side business. Mm-hmm. And so we we co-own both. And so yeah. we own f- half and half on mm-hmm. everything. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's worked out really well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I want to figure out, because you said that there are some skills that, that your partner is better at, mm-hmm. and then there's some things that you're better at. How do you go about uh, when you go into business with someone? Because I have my own business, but I am kind of in business by myself. I mean, mm-hmm. my spouse is my co-owner, but I mean, yeah. I really get to make all the decisions because yeah. it's my business. <laughs> um, but that has navigating with somebody else who, even though you work well together, mm-hmm. um, can be a dif- could be difficult to navigate. So how do you mm-hmm. decide who's going to do what and who's going to w- make which what choices? I feel so fortunate mm-hmm. because we communicate very well. That's awesome. Um, I don't feel like she's ever avoiding me. I never avoid her. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. those are things that can happen sure. in any relationship. Right. Um, especially when there's like money involved or, you know, it, we talk a lot before we purchase anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very clear on our accounting. Mm-hmm. We have spreadsheets and spreadsheets and spreadsheets that mm-hmm. we both have full access to everything. Right. Um, so we just try to be really open and transparent about everything. Right. Um, Which are best practices for any business that you're in. Absolutely. But especially when you are in a business with someone who also is a friend. Yes. um, You want to establish those boundaries and set up those best practices initially so that there's no gray area later. Exactly. We, when we started the business from the mm-hmm. beginning, we had, we did legal documents. We mm-hmm. signed, I mean, we mm-hmm. went through all of the questions. Like mm-hmm. if one of us wants to leave before the other one, mm-hmm. what are we going to pay them? Oh, like yeah. all wow. the things that you mm-hmm. need to work out. Mm-hmm. Because then it just makes everything so much easier. Right. Because you're both on the same. Right. The same setting. Right. Um, and so fortunately we have similar spending habits too. That's and good. so that we, helps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's all these things that I didn't necessarily think about before starting a business, mm-hmm. but it's been great because we, you know, you can just talk about things and say, mm-hmm. you may not be into this, but maybe what do you think about this? Right. Or, um, so the day-to-day yeah. of the job, of the, mm-hmm. of the business for Cat City Creative, what do you do and what does your partner do? So right now, um, we have kind of divided some of the clients where mm-hmm. she has a client that she takes totally care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's something and the same with me, but mm-hmm. if there's something that I just don't feel as comfortable doing, like anything, um, coming up with like a marketing plan, that right. is not my thing. Right. Um, and so I ask her to help me out on mm-hmm. that. Or if she has something, she likes me to do more of the logos. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, she was like, it just takes me much longer. Right. Um, and so we just kind of trade off stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's some clients that we just share and we just talk about it and mm-hmm. say, do you have time to do this today? Or do you have time to do this? Right. We have all the emails come to a joint email. Oh, that's And we great. have our own separate sure. too. But we have some of our clients just write the joint one. So we just kind of see who can get mm-hmm. to it first. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going on my first long vacation. Yay. And it feels, it's so nice to have a business partner that 
we talked about everything and the things that are going to happen. The clients know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and she's going to take your credit. Yeah, you trust her and she trusts Absolutely. you and that you know that like the choices that she's going to make in your absence are going to be similar to, if not Absolutely. the exact same choices that you would have made. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the same whenever she went on maternity, you know, I try right. to cover everything that we right. could, you know. Right. So. so you're you're developing logos for people. Mm-hmm. You're developing, like, you're helping people develop their brand, in mm-hmm. essence. Mm-hmm. You, would, would that be, like, so what are, what are some of the pieces that go along with that? So something that we talk a lot about is what your, what you, do you want your brand to be? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a, it, it seems like such a broad thing. Right. It is such an important piece mm-hmm. um, to make you think about it. And mm-hmm. we have to do that for our own businesses. Sure. We spent so much time with David Maxine Paper because mm-hmm. it was our second company. Mm-hmm. So we had more of an understanding how it was going to go. Right. Um, so we didn't take us that long, actually, to make the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was like trying to figure out what our who our target audience would be. Yes. And who, like what colors we're going to go for right. and what did we want to stand out as having mm-hmm. those are really big big questions mm-hmm. but it helps so much now mm-hmm. because we say don't be distracted by this stuff that's a really good point i think i mean what you're doing is helping people navigate transitions you're not na- yeah, you're helping them true. navigate the business aspect of a transition because a lot of times people are coming to you whether it's a brand new business a startup or if it's an established business mm-hmm. if they're coming to you they're probably making some kind of change mm-hmm. And so having those, because those are not, I mean, those are not questions that I would know to even ask myself starting mm-hmm. a business. What do I want? What do I want to look like in the world? Like, I kind of know what I want my clients to be. And I have some of those questions mm-hmm. answered, but I don't always know how I want to totally represent myself. Or I know the words I wanted to repre- represent myself, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that looks like visually. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something, I mean, we're still learning too. Sure. It, trying to figure out what works and everything Mm -hmm. is changing all the time. And Mm -hmm. especially with websites, we've really, I think one thing that we have also come to realize is that we can't do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a real like jack of <laughs> you, all trades, you are master of none. <laughs> jack of all trades. And You've so, mastered several of them, I have to say. <laughs> and so there are a lot of things that we realize that we don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think websites is something that is changing so much all the time that we have started hiring out more often oh, to have people do yeah. a website because it's just it's something that they do all the time and so right it's, you know. well when you're doing lots of different things it's hard to like get your mind back into the websites like there's a certain there's specific yeah. skills you have to have in order to do that piece of it mm-hmm. and if you're not doing it consistently it takes a lot of effort mental effort for you to go back yeah. and remind yourself how to oh yeah how do how I do, do I use this? this program again right and what updates have been made mm-hmm. and does this still do you know mm-hmm. especially with I think some things are more stable now but there was a time there that you know, depending on which browser, I mean, it's still like that sometimes, right. but depending on what browser you're using, it's going to look right. this way. <laughs> or whether it's on your desktop or a mobile. And now there's mm-hmm. so many different, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said something a second ago um, that I think is important. Um, don't get distracted. Like know what your lane is and don't get distracted by what's what's mm-hmm. coming, you know, what could potentially come into your lane. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, whether you're navigating a transition, a business transition or a life transition, it can be difficult to uh, to like ignore those distractions. So what are some of the ways that you and, and your business partner would say that you are able to not get distracted or what kind of blinders or boundaries do you have to put up um, to do that? Hmm. I think that 
especially in our new one, the stationary, mm-hmm. we really had to decide whether or not we wanted to focus. We made the decision recently that we really were not going to focus on Christmas cards. Oh. Um, that's something that whole businesses will do. Right. It just, they'll have like 50 designs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and people can post their photos. And we just decided that was not going to be something that we spent our time on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems so maybe seems so little, but that's actually a huge part of some businesses yeah. to decide oh, gosh, yes. what holidays to cover. Right. Um, but that's actually a huge amount of work. Right. Um, and we just decided that that would probably be a distraction and not our focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just things like that, just mm-hmm. deciding whether, well, I'll give you another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just recently hired someone to take photos yes. for our social media. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's going to be great. And mm-hmm. I was a photographer. Right. I was going to say, but you take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and Samantha and I, my business partner, we, she said, would you be open to this? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, well, I'm very hesitant because I can do this. I know. She said, but it will keep us accountable mm-hmm. and we can't do everything. Right. And so, because we've done our website. I mean, you know, all right. the things. Um, and I think that it's going to be great mm-hmm. because we can just hand off and then someone else can help us with our vision because right. we're still developing we're that. still developing our social mm-hmm. media presence so, sure sure <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but it's it was just such a, it was so freeing though to mm-hmm. say okay we're gonna pack this box with of our beautiful things mm-hmm. and then we're gonna hand it over to someone else that will love them in yeah <laughs> take photos. and take the photos mm-hmm. you know i think when we were talking about distractions and even with this to having you know, someone else take the photographs. When you are very clear on what your focus is, Mm -hmm. it's really easy for you to say, that's not my focus. That's not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't taken the time to figure out what your focus really is for your Mm -hmm. business or for your personal life or, you know, whatever the transition is, it can be hard to, the, the, the lines are too blurry to see if, is this a distraction? Is this not a distraction? But it sounds like you guys have been really clear on what your focus is. Especially with for the, the David Maxine, mm-hmm. for sure. And and then we've gone back with Cat City Creative mm-hmm. and actually changed our website some to take out things. Oh, good. Um, because they're, we realized that we, may, maybe it was misunderstanding, you know, the way that we had written things, mm-hmm. but we really don't want to, we're not content creators. Right. And so, especially with working with such a broad number mm-hmm. of businesses that do mm-hmm. very different things. Right. You don't, you don't, I'm an expert like, I don't, in all those different things. I don't work things. at your company. Right. I don't actually know all the things. I mean, we can help you guide the best way to say things. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. but you know, so we realized early on that mm-hmm. we were not clear on that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we definitely did not want to get involved in. Right. And then you had to adjust, like, and you Absolutely. made that adjustment for your business, but then you were also able to communicate that to your clients. Yep. That mm-hmm. this is an adjustment that we're making here. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that that goes back to something that we were talking about previously of like setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes when you're first starting your business, you're willing to say that you do oh, everything yeah. because mm-hmm. you want the work. You're just trying to yep. pull that work in. And it's not until you've done the work a little bit that you realize, actually, this is a boundary that I need to set now Yes, um, mm-hmm. and be more explicit about it so that I'm not winding up doing mm-hmm. um, lots of different things. Yeah. It it was great too, because we were able to talk to clients and they were able to find a good fit. And we found clients that were a good fit for us. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. so it Mm -hmm. it worked out great. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of times when you have a small business, like you, you're like, I need to make money. And so I'm willing to do whatever, but it's okay to like seek out those clients that are the best fit for you because you're going to be able to do your best work 
mm-hmm. at, with those best clients. Feel like you're really giving them something they need, right? A good product, right? A good product, and then you feel like I, they really value my time and the work that I'm doing. And then therefore I feel like I can ask this amount of money or ask this, Mm -hmm. ask these things because I know I'm giving you my best work. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you didn't ask this, but I'm going to say one thing that I still do Mm -hmm. is still learn a lot of things because the industry is always changing. Um, so we do all of our own illustrations and Mm -hmm. we do it on the iPad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we could sometimes draw on paper, but Mm -hmm. hardly ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I I love learning anyway. Sure. And so there's websites like Skillshare that mm-hmm. I've used a lot mm-hmm. to learn different programs. Um, and so we still are taking classes all the time. Right. Like better ways to do certain things. Right. Or I, I've taken drawing classes just mm-hmm. to get back into it. Yeah, so. get those skills set. Because like you said, if you're not doing it all the time, mm-hmm. then you're not, then you're, those skills are, are not going to be as good. And so if you're taking a class, it's forcing you mm-hmm. to, to practice. Well, there's great social media classes on Skillshare yeah. and other websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just, you know, if you're curious about something, mm-hmm. there's a class out there. Right. <laughs> and then you can learn like, is this a good fit for me? Do yes. I want to go further? Because I'm sure that you've taken some of these classes and you've realized, Hey, mm-hmm. Like when I wanted to start this podcast, I I read a lot and I and I actually took a little bit of an online class about how to do a mm-hmm. podcast and do it well. And I realized, hey, I want to do the content part of the podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily need to go out and learn how to be a podcast producer mm-hmm. because there are people who's that's their that is their full time job and they mm-hmm. do a really good job at it. So why right. shouldn't I just? It's kind of like them. we don't want to own our own printer. Right. <laughs> I mean, some people do go to that mm-hmm. level and they mm-hmm. have their own everything. But the more we thought about it, it's just never – I mean, then you have to deal with the maintenance and all the right. things. It's just so much easier to tr- find a trusted partner that does this already. Right. Right. Um, that always gives consistent results. Right. And, and if the printer breaks, they fix it, but they still get your stuff it. to you. <laughs> yes, they do. It's their stress. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, this my company is Panther City Partners, and I feel like partnering with good people is what has helped mm-hmm. me develop my company, but that's also what I want to be is a good partner to people. And so you've, you've talked about the different partners that you have worked with. So you have a good printer that definitely helps. Mm-hmm. You have found someone recently who can take your social media pictures. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other partners that you have reached out to? Other graphic designers. Oh, yeah. Um, I There's a, a wedding designer that lives in Albuquerque mm-hmm. that I knew her in New Mexico where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And um, and she does great work. But so she's someone that I originally had gotten the name of our printer from. Oh. And so it's just nice to work with other people in the industry mm-hmm. to get tips on she's so open about stuff I can That's just say nice. hey I don't know how to do this right. or what's the best way that you've mm-hmm. done this or you know so to work in other people in the same field mm-hmm. and sometimes people are not very giving with that information because sure. they've worked really hard to get right. that information right. but if you can build a rapport mm-hmm. it, it can be great mm-hmm. yeah I mean sometimes it can feel like this is my competition do I really yeah. want to share that with them but ultimately it makes your whole community better if you're sharing with each other I do feel like we I try to give back to also mm-hmm. to the same I mean mm-hmm. it, it's not nice if someone that's just starting says hey what are all your right like, tell me everything yeah I'm like mm. yeah <laughs> true <laughs> but no I definitely mm-hmm. think um you know if someone's ready to learn then it's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. I mean yeah so well, building that community makes me think of like you and Samantha 
she's your business partner, but it's not like y'all office together. And right. so it, it can often be very isolating to do the work that you do because you spend so much time alone. Mm -hmm. So talk about that a little bit. How do you navigate that? Um, cause you work from home. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be like, you don't, you don't see other adults a lot yeah, <laughs> on I your don't. day to day. <laughs> we do try. It can be difficult. <laughs> we do talk at least four times a day. Okay, good. Um, we, we talk all the time on the yeah. phone. Um, but we, so we try to meet every, at least every other week. Mm -hmm. We both have families. So it's kind of mm -hmm. difficult sometimes mm -hmm. to get together, but, um, but it's always really rewarding to mm -hmm. sit down together and actually like right. map out a plan for right. things. Um, but you know, we can do so much over the phone and mm -hmm. we share screens sometimes on our oh, computers. Nice. And, awesome. um, but I actually do, I have just realized that part of what I need to do is volunteer also during the week because I have a mm -hmm. flexible schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, I work at night sometimes after my son goes to bed mm -hmm. or it just on the weekends sometimes if I have to. Right. Um, but that frees up other time. Right. And so I have found personally that to be very rewarding mm -hmm. because then I'm also with other adults and then right. I can volunteer. Right. You're you're <laughs> contributing to your community, but you're also yes. around other adults. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. And some of the volunteer activities that you have found have been ways for you to do some of the things that you like some of the hobbies that you really love to do mm -hmm. like you're not just out there filing for oh right right yeah. you know i mean you're mm -hmm. doing the things that you like to do mm -hmm. but you just happen to be doing it in a, in a volunteer setting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i volunteer at my son's for my son's um art teacher oh nice and she's wonderful yeah. um and i help her just do whatever she needs to be done but it's just nice to be around someone that she's an artist and mm -hmm. she's wonderful and mm -hmm. Um, just seeing that part of the community to hear mm -hmm. what's going on mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, and then I do work with the neighborhood association, mm -hmm. do all the emails and right. signage and stuff. Right. But you know, just some of what you do for your business. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, what you do professionally too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so the next topic I want to approach with you is something that I have found to be frustrating, and I know we have talked about this privately of um, people not realizing that you have a real job. Um, just the other day, a good family friend of mine said something like about, to me, she's like, oh, well, your husband, he has a real job. And I had to say, well, I have a real job too. I do do things, mm -hmm. but it just doesn't look like mm -hmm. what your definition of a real job is. Mm -hmm. um, and especially, you know, as an entrepreneur and as being in the creative industry, I'm sure you have to navigate that <laughs> yes. frequently. So yes. what are some of the ways that you handle that? Or what are some of your pet peeves about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, but I think starting out, it was just, it was just like you could, I mean, you didn't really work. You could do, if I needed help, you could come over at any time and right. do stuff. I'm like, actually, I am working right, right. now. I have a deadline. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think just setting boundaries mm -hmm. and just saying, even if I technically could go do something, I mean, if right. someone legitimately needed help. Right. If there was course, an emergency, you could. Yes. Yeah. But if it was just to help them right now, but mm -hmm. I could probably do it later, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. um, I, you're just setting boundaries for yourself mm -hmm. and saying, I really need this uninterrupted four hours to right. get all this done. And then I can come, you know, mm -hmm. do whatever or, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I do think, too, I've also had to just step away from my house is not always clean and <laughs> nope. the laundry is not always done. And mm -hmm. you know what? I have a job also. Right. And it's not, my husband would never expect me mm -hmm. to just do that. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's the society sees, 
the woman staying at home sure. and expects that that all those things are going to also be done like right and working right and actually yeah that is very difficult because since I do work at home a lot of times I feel this pressure and again it's not pressure that my spouse is necessarily putting on me mm-hmm. it's pressure that I'm putting myself on myself that's like oh I'm here I might mm-hmm. as well throw that laundry in or I'm here why can't I just fold this yeah but I can't because I have other things that I actually need to be doing, but it's really hard for me, you know, personally to set those boundaries for myself um, Mm -hmm. because like I can't, I mean, I can, I can just set that these are the four hours I'm going to work, but there's always that little thing in my mind saying, but you could just get those clothes and put them in the dryer real fast. It won't take that long. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I struggle. I still struggle with that. Working from home, if your house is not, you know, sometimes I just go in the office and shut the door and then pretend like the rest of my house is not there. Right. Um, because you just, I'm working and right. I cannot do that to myself. Right. Yeah, you know, I can still take a lunch break and do some mm-hmm. things then, but then mm-hmm. I need to go back and mm-hmm. sit down um, mm-hmm. and finish working. Because you want to be a professional and you want to have your, your you want to meet the, your client's deadlines. And if you don't, then that, that, then you're not doing the job that you wanted to do. I think part of it too is the guilt that I feel, which is so silly, is because I enjoy it. Right. And so if I step away from something that maybe is more important in the mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. Um, which it's not actually more important, but mm-hmm. it feels like it. Mm-hmm. It's because I enjoy drawing or I enjoy doing the animation right. as I feel some. So it feels like you're indulging yourself a little yeah. bit, even like, though it is your job and you like it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel that. I, I feel that sometimes too, because I do mm-hmm. enjoy what I do so often mm-hmm. that yeah. I get there and I'm doing it and I'm having such a good time. And then I kind of feel guilty that I'm really enjoying this and I'm not with my family so or I'm up. not doing so. <laughs> why, why can't I just enjoy my job? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes even, uh, you know, if there's a deadline and my son and husband are home, I'll just say, I'm going to lock myself in the office mm-hmm. for two hours and, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Yeah. And it always is a totally fine situation. Right. I don't know why, but, you know, right. guilty about that. Right. So. Well, I mean, I think that there's a lot of, like you were saying earlier, there's a lot of societal pressures that as women, especially that we feel <laughs> that we're supposed to be a certain way at home. Um, we're supposed to have managed a certain number of tasks or this, this specific tasks are our tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even though our spouses aren't saying those things to us, right. um, there is still like this pressure of there's an expectation yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have started saying, though, to various family members and other people, I'm really good at a lot of things. I'm not good at this. Oh, that's and, a good way to put and it. And just saying, and that's just who I am. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I can work hard to be a better person, but sure. I'm just never going to be, like, great at doing that. Right, so. right. And that's okay. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that setting those boundaries for yourself, um, and then, it, and then com- you know, we talked about this before, but communication is so important. Mm. And it's not just about communicating those boundaries with other people. A lot of times it's me communicating those boundaries to myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just like with your business, knowing how to avoid the distractions is having a clear focus. Mm-hmm. When I set those intentional things, and, I, and I'm really intentional about how I want to spend my time, and I am set the boundaries for myself, then it's easier for me to navigate, oh, this other thing has come up, but nope, that's not on my agenda today. That's not, that can't be my focus. I have to avoid that distraction. Yes. That actually has really happened with volunteering because I saw your volunteering. I mean, there's so many wonderful organizations and people. And so finally I said, I do, I could technically make time for Mm -hmm. all these things, but I'm actually really not focusing on my work like I need to. Right. Um, so I've had to start yeah. stepping back on some stuff. Yeah, I've had to do that too. And then, you know, if I get to the point where as a volunteer 
organization, it feels like a burden, Mm -hmm. then am I really doing the best work there that I can do? And that's not really how I want to show up. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's better for me to take a step back from that for a little while. Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about this Mm -hmm. privately, but just finding your, what you want to focus on, even in that part of your life Mm -hmm. is... Yeah, it's important. Figuring out what you want to, where you want to put your energy. So you can actually energy. be effective and helpful. Exactly. Yeah. Because yes, like sometimes I could do lots of different things, but mm-hmm. the, all those things don't necessarily align with where I want my focus to be mm-hmm. and how I want to contribute to my community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you've given us a lot of to, to think about. You know, I mean, the, owning your own business is just naturally a big transition. Mm-hmm. Um, the starting of a new business is a big transition. But there's all these little things that you have to navigate when you own your own business. Like what you were saying earlier about you're going to stop focusing so much on the building of the websites. And so that's another little transition that you're navigating. But you're doing it. You're you're as you are navigating these transitions, you're setting up boundaries, mm-hmm. you're remembering what your focus or your vision is for this job, and you're learning how to avoid those distractions by being really focused. Mm-hmm. It, it really is helpful mm-hmm. to think about all those things ahead of time. I mean, yes. you can change things. Sure. Definitely. I mean, sure. every year we try to look back over stuff and say, mm-hmm. what do we enjoy doing? What do we not enjoy doing? Is there something that we want to focus more on? Yeah. Um, I think it's great to have a yearly... Does it have to be on New Year's Day? Right. <laughs> but just be... a time to reflect on mm-hmm. the things that your business has done and where you want to go now. Right. Mm-hmm. And we talk about personally too. Mm-hmm. Say personally, are you, you know, fulfilled in this? Mm-hmm. Is this we we take a you know snapshot of all of those things. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's a really great thing to do. Any kind of transition that you're going mm-hmm. through, a yearly just like a self-reflection of what is working, what is what do I want to continue, what do I want to stop, and what do I want to change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. You've given so much of yourself thank to you. me today, and I really appreciate that. I feel like the information that you've shared is really beneficial because we're all, even if we're not opening our own business, we're all navigating transitions, and the skills that you have used in navigating your business transition can be helpful in our personal lives too. So thanks for sharing, Jess. Oh, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening and for you of sharing your time with us and listening and being a part of this conversation and being a part of this community, really. Um, I'm Leanne Maxwell with Panther City Partners. Please continue to like the podcast, um, share it with your friends. If you know someone who would benefit from this conversation, please share it. Please download um Follow me on Instagram at Panther City Partners. Remember, the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. Have a great day. Bye.